Today's show is sponsored by nobody because I still don't have a sponsor yet. But I might next time. It's supported by the Spice Merchant, though, and all their delicious roasts. Yes. Welcome to the Kyle and Friends Podcast. Sitting here with Jordan. J Money. And uh, I'm Kyle, and uh, we're just going to talk about some shit today. So it's what's been going a on minute. in your life today? It's been a minute. Um, Tax season has officially started. Which, I, already got, I already got that money back. Well, I'm saying as a tax analyst, like it's my job for m- most of the year. So I'm just going to be <coughs> in a cave looking at taxes for six months. That sounds disgusting. Oh, I love it. It's lots of fun. I mean, just minus like the But you've already done your taxes, right? Mm. I had them filed before you could file them. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just had them like I did the e-tax thingy or whatever, the e-submission, and then I just, you know, saved them. And then once IRS opened up, they just sent it out for me. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you already got that money. Man, I did it. I had my stuff done like January 18th. Shit. Well, it's it's fun in my situation because last year my girl's mom tried to claim them on her taxes, and so like I had to file like hella early so that way she couldn't. And so yeah, I've just been like I've been neurotic, and so I'm like I'm just throwing like I I had I I basically estimated taxes, but it worked because I like I got my actual forms and my my numbers are pretty spot on. It's like within a dollar or two. There you go. So I mean, you are like a certified tax professional. Yeah. So if IRS, if you're listening to this, um, I did my taxes right. Just yeah. so you know, I, know. <laughs> I did them right. I just like didn't know that they were right. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Oh uh, yeah. Name. Singles Awareness Day. Yeah. Um, it's happy. It's, it's Valentine's Day. <clears throat> if you follow my Instagram story. Valentine's Day is basically the day where you get to ask for that one special thing in the bedroom that happens like once a year. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like, hey, babe, can you put a soda can in your butt? Oh. <laughs> like, and open it and I can drink it. And then I'm not saying that's what I did. Uh, but you're not saying you did do it either, so. No, I'm not. It's, it's just the stupid, uh, I hate it. Almost every holiday, I I'm sick of. I'm almost sick of Christmas. Yeah, I. My family makes a big attempt to not be commercial, like not buy a bunch of shit and all that stuff. But, you know, it's still it's it's tough because it's like I love Christmas because I love having to, like getting basically getting paid to go eat with my family and hang out. Oh yeah, that's nice. But then like, I don't like the, the social, pressure to like buy stuff for people or perform for people like valentine's day i like i bought my life flowers as like a rash decision but this is like the first year that i've been able to afford to buy her flowers for valentine's day someone got a rash from the flowers so i so i like i did it just so that i could say i did it but you know i, I feel more like you know my wife has a car that runs and we have a house like i feel like happy valentine's day babe I, we're paying bills that's yeah happy adulting ha- good job we I'm like, if everybody's alive and healthy, that's your present. You know, everything's paid for. That's your present. Yeah. Not that I don't love them, but just things are things. I mean, before we started, before we hit the record button today, we were getting heated about CPS. Oh, man. I don't care who listens to this. CPS is a, if I'm not for child trafficking, continue. Yeah. (laughs) 
And DCF is a is a black hole where children's dreams go to die. Turn the freaking frogs gay. What? Alex Jones, I'm sorry. Oh, because of the the hormones in the water and yeah. stuff. Okay. Like, turn our frogs gay. I mean, maybe there's that. In, was it Indonesia? They've been dumping so many like birth control, so much birth control into the river that like fish are like basically like changing genders, and like the males are becoming emasculated to where they don't reproduce, and it's like killing off the fish population. Fun fact: in Indonesia fish. Yeah, yeah or, or like drink the water or anything. But no. I mean, I'm sure it's just as bad here. We just don't know about it. So, the president was impeached. Oh, yeah, was he? But it didn't work. Man, it's never worked. It's, I mean, we're 0 for 3 on impeachments. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Clinton sucks. No, he didn't. Uh, someone sucked his dick in the Oval Office. Man. And he was like, no, I didn't do anything with her. And then, like, three weeks later, yeah, I did. But I'm going to finish out my term so you can all suck my dick. I don't think – did it come out while he was still president? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm – I was a, I it was, was it was child. was it Nixon, Clinton, and now Trump. Nixon, yeah, Nixon was the Watergate thing, and he he quit before he could be booted. Like he was successfully impeached, but he he yeah he honorably left before they could like indict him. Yeah, smart. And so Clinton's just running around with his pants down. Yeah, Clinton. Clinton. Well, he was he was brought up on abuse of power, but I think that's what it was was just like sexual favors. And I don't know if it was consensual or not, but, I mean, just, like, go to a hotel or something, bro. Yeah. Don't do it in the Oval Office. Well, Bill Clinton's also a pedophile. Um, and <laughs> Changed my mind. Um, Donald Trump got impeached. But it didn't work, fuckers. I, I don't know why they thought it would. I mean. It's, it's because Hillary didn't ever think she was going to lose. You know why? It's because she worships the devil. Mm. This is my two-and-a-half-minute spiel on that. A lot of people don't think a lot of things happen. That's why I'm afraid to have more kids. I'm petrified to have more kids because there's pedophiles everywhere. Man. Bill yeah. Clinton's pedophile. Hillary Clinton's a pedophile. Everyone in Hollywood pedophiles. Robert Downey Jr. is <laughs> That explains a lot. The, so they, they said that these indictments are going to be biblical. I follow this thing. Biblical. And I'm not going to bore you with the details, everyone listening. But Jordan knows this thing that I follow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They said that um, these indictments are going to be biblical. What do you think that means? Whose indictments? The, the, how many people have uh, been fired from Obama's cabinet? A lot. Mm-hmm. That are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically everybody, it feels yeah. like. So, like, if people, if big-name people are in trouble, right, but you don't, the mass people don't think they are, if people... People who know know that these people are in trouble and they have committed very disgusting and treasonous crimes. What do you think biblical indictment means? I don't know. I'm they always like, say the people you trust the most. I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking like plagues. I mean, indictments. Like, who, like, biblical, like, people, who do you think is in big trouble? I don't think I follow because we've got them. We've got like the biblical meaning people you trust. Sure. So we've got we already know the Rothschilds. Oh God, those decrepit old bastards. And then we've got the Queen and Prince Charles. They're pedophiles too. Um, and we've got you know the Pope. And we've got you know the Pope. 
two popes. Bad movie. Man, all the popes. Biblical. It's going to be the pope. You think? Yep. I don't know that they would ever actually, like, successfully take him down, though. Well, they thought they could successfully take Donald Trump down, and they didn't. That's what I'm saying. Remember that missile that fired off the coast of Hawaii last year? Yeah. That was to shoot his plane down. Really? Yep. But the news isn't going to say that. That was the one, like, you're talking about the one that went over, like, from Korea? Mm-hmm. No, no, in Hawaii. Was I don't know about that. I think it went over, went over Japan. Mm, yeah, that's what happened. But that's, <clears throat> but there's five minutes of that crap. All right, time to get into some meat and potatoes. Mm. I don't even know what kind of meat and potatoes we're going to talk about. I mean, I'm also really frustrated with the church, but we're not going to talk about that today. How do you feel about, um, I think, well, let me, let me just ask the question. Do you think aliens are real? For a long time, I didn't, but I don't know. There's enough science to support that there's a potential for it that, you know, who's to say? I don't know. I think they are. Like, I may be misquoting this, but, like, the Bible says that, like, we are the pinnacle of God's creation. So, like, you know, God holds us in higher regard than, say, like, cows or whatever on earth but then like who's to say that god doesn't have this relationship with you know millions of other different life forms on other planets right yeah like why and i'm gonna bring this into it too why would there be a need to have a space force right like somebody knows that something is out there i mean i think they're just playing the long game they're trying to colonize mars and call it you know america (laughs) 2.0 well i don't know about that but I go on the fact of I think aliens could be real just for the sole fact <clears throat> that they actually could be angels and demons. That's what I think. Yeah, that's valid. I mean, shoot. That's what the Mormons believe. Well, I mean, why not? It makes sense. Yeah. I think, um, I forget, I don't even know what it's called, but there's a basically a, the scientific hypothesis of, like, if there are other alien creatures, the reason they haven't, like, reached out to us is either we're so much more advanced than they are that they wouldn't know how or they're so far advanced beyond us that we aren't worth their time does that make sense like so like our resources are of no use to them and you know our intelligence is laughable compared to theirs and so they don't really want to reach out to us because it's you know it's like us reaching out to houseflies you know you just you you just kill those bastards yeah it's like you swat them but they're they're out there living their life they don't need us well, I think, I mean, I'm not going to put it past enough anybody to say they're wrong. Like, they aren't real. And, you know, just because, like, well, why would why would this scheme of aliens, I saw something that I've never seen before. Well, you never know. They, it could be a demon. I mean, yeah, they could take on just about any form, right? <clears throat> that's, what, that's what makes sense and enticing. They can, yeah, whatever. What do you think? I have a whole list of things. Oh, man. I'm excited about this list. <laughs> and I was I was going to try and... What about, like, letting go of the past? <clears throat> like, I've been recently thinking about my dad and all of my other stupid shit that I have to deal with. Yeah. And 
I don't know how how would you go about just letting it go? Because you already know it's already gonna creep back up. It always will. And yeah. How would you let something go? I think you just gotta be like forward looking. Like I didn't this is probably a misquotation of scripture, but basically like Jesus said that anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit to follow me. And I think in that same way, it's like God's calling us forward. And so you have to be forward looking like, you know, shit happens. Like growing up is tough and, you know, you get out of teenage, you know, come out of on the other side as a 20 year old and you've got like these deep traumas because nobody knows how to deal with teenagers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have all these memories that kind of just carry with you. But at some point you just have to. I guess set it down and just decide that like going forward I'm a different person and that you know I'm not gonna let this stuff be a part of who I am yeah I mean like my dad I've told you the story about my dad I mean he's just kind of a prick <laughs> he thinks I mean he probably thinks that he's like a really good Christian dude and yeah, maybe he, I mean maybe his truth is yeah so he's doesn't have any regard for his other family like his his one spiel is, oh, I don't ever stop praying for you guys. That's great, man, but don't send us a hundred bucks during Christmas and say, hey, tell someone to have a great Christmas. Get the fuck out of here, man. Like, why don't you pick up the yeah. phone and call me once in a while? Yeah. Like he's the only he is the one person in my entire life who's never been remorseful. Like this motherfucker. Like I even called him. I called him and I said, I'm sorry, Dad. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I appreciate that. And I waited. And I'm like, me go say sorry for yeah. nothing? Like, you kicked me out when I was 17. I'd had no place to go for 24 hours? Like, what? What? Yeah. You don't remember having your <coughs> new wife, like, lock my sister in her bedroom and she couldn't eat for a while and couldn't go to the bathroom? And you don't remember that? Oh, I don't remember. You fucking stupid. Man. Yeah, I to quote from the the book we've been reading in the men's group, like Mark Batterson, he says, you know, and this isn't like novel to him, it's just, just where I got it recently, is like inaction is an action. Like apathy is a choice. So you know, praying for people's great, but you know, if you're praying for them and you have the ability to do something with them, that's apathy. You know, like praying for people is great. Like I can pray for the president because I'm never going to interact with him. Yeah. So all I can do for him is pray. But it's like if you got a kid, like if if all I did was pray for my kids and I never like came home, that's me being a shitty dad. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's I think that's I mean, that's the difference. And maybe play devil's advocate. Maybe your dad's, you know, traumatized by the whole thing and he's never gotten over it and he just doesn't know how to deal with it. No, that's what but, he says. He, oh, I'm great. Yeah, I let it go. But that's the thing. Part of letting it go is you got to fix it. Like you can't just, I don't know how you have someone live in your house for 17 years and then just decide that they're not a part of your life anymore. Yeah. Oh, you wore your sister's clothes. Get the fuck out. Huh? Why didn't you tell me you were going through that? Bitch, what kind <clears throat> of kid's going to come up to their dad? Exactly. Now, if my mom was in the picture, I'd have been like, oh, hey, mom, I kind of feel weird about this. Let's go talk. Let's go talk. Dad, get the fuck out of here. What? Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, we've had, I mean, with our 10-year-old, we've had, you know, discussions about identity crises at age of 10. And, like, or, you know, like, she'll have, you know, she'll be just lashing out at people. And it, they can't tell you what's wrong. Kids have no idea how to tell you. It's an adult's job, but you got to look at them and be like, this is what's going on, and I know it, and we need to talk about it. But kids don't have the ability to know what's wrong with them because this is the first time they've done it. Yep. And that was, um, I, remember, I remember, this stuck with me, from a Stephen Furtick um, sermon that I listened to a couple years ago. I know, that's the face I made too. But he was talking about, he was talking about being a teenager and like having his heart broken for the first time and he's like and i did some stupid stuff and then he goes but i had no idea what i was doing he goes because at that point that is the first time you've ever felt that and you don't realize it's not the end of the world because it hurts so bad and that's like for me as as an adult as a parent that's like that's what stuck with me with parent and i'm not great at this i'm not perfect but like that's what stuck with me is like this is the first time they're experiencing it so it's gonna feel raw it's gonna feel fresh but you know it's your job as a parent to like be like hey it's gonna be okay we're gonna walk through this and so i mean you got to be an advocate you got to show them what's wrong that's christianity right there that's that's the definition of a christian not necessarily christian but a parent who loves jesus yeah that whole the whole term I think sometimes Christian and Christianity gets really misconstrued. It's like when people are like, why people hate church? Yeah. Why do you think people hate church? What are you? What are your? What do you think? Why do you think people hate church, Jordan? I have very strong feelings about this. I think let's hear them. I think we commercialize church too much. I think we don't commit to church enough because we make it about a building and a service and like a, and a service not in like a church service but like a service like. You go to Wendy's and you get food service. Yeah. Like, I'm going to church to get God's service. And, and people, granted, a little bit, that's a little <clears throat> bit what it is. That's, but that's the pastor's job to give you the service. But that's what we've made it, though. Yeah. And that's um, <clears throat> and that's kind of why I think so many people are disillusioned is because when you get hurt. But like, if Wendy's, you go there and they spit in your food. Fuck Wendy's, I'm never going back. That's right. You know, and that people do the same thing with the church. It's like one person pisses you off, says the wrong thing to you, hurts your feelings. Fuck church, I'm never going back. Yep. And that's that's the thing is we've made it something that people can easily connect and disconnect to, and that's not healthy. Yeah. And I was like, I fr- I'm going to mess it up, but I'm reading uh, Letters to the Church again from Francis yeah. Chan. I'm reading that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As per your <clears throat> recommendation. There was a, yeah, there was a part in there, though, where he goes – he said something like, if Muslims were giving away iPads to get people to come to church, we would think that was ridiculous. But for some reason, the, you know, the Christian church, the big C Christian church does it. And it's, you know, part of discipleship. It's part of evangelism. Yeah. Who does that? Like big churches, they do that. Hillsong don't do that, do they? I don't know, man. But like, you know, the mega churches, like, they're like, they do, you know, drawings for iPads and all that stuff. And like... Granted, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with like winning a raffle, but just winning if, a raffle <clears throat> to get a, a, an iPod raffle to get people in a church. That, and that's exactly is it's you're. Is it about winning souls or is it about getting the money out of their wallet? It's it's a sales tactic, and that's the thing is when when the product that you're giving away doesn't sell itself, you have to sell it. Yeah, using extra that's things. Retarded. And so that I mean when, that's business. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. 
when you take the when you take the teeth out of the lion of Christianity's mouth, you have to you know give them adamantium teeth or something. You know, like like when you take away the church's natural ability to be powerful and to be to fill that void in people's lives, you have to sell it to get people to come. Jesus isn't some in my this is how I think. Jesus shouldn't be something you need to sell. And that's and that's exactly, but that's like if you have Jesus, like if Jesus is living in you, yeah, you should share it. You don't need to sell it. Like, okay, I mean, like. I'll say this again with Hillsong. Hillsong, they bring in shit ton of money. Oh yeah, they just do. But the way I think they're way better at they're better at delegating where, where all that money goes. One, well, a couple of reasons they've been doing it for a long time, and two, I mean, I don't think Brian Houston is going to make an executive decision just because he thinks it's the right way and not go, you know, to his his colleagues and say, hey, what do you guys think about this decision? What's, we should vote on it. If it's great, let's do it. If it's not great, we're not going to do it. He's not. I don't think he's stupid enough to do that. Right. I mean, like, shitloads of money aside, there's Elevation Church. I hate Elevation Church. Because I don't like Stephen Furtick. What this man need a two point whatever million dollar house for? Maybe that's the going rate where he lives. <clears throat> you got short man complex, but all I have to say, yeah. If it's it's basically just a social club. Yeah. Really. Like that's yeah. one reason why people hate it. Yeah. Like you're just gonna go there, you're gonna get fed for an hour, and then by whatever time it is, by, by eleven forty five, you're already looking at your watch saying, Okay, what are we having for lunch? Like, if you're going to church, like, you shouldn't be thinking about, I mean, granted, I mean, you're a human being, but you necessarily shouldn't be thinking about what you're going to have for lunch in the next 20 fucking minutes. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, whenever I'm, like, in the spirit, you know, when you're in those moments, you don't feel anything. Right. You don't feel pain. You don't feel hunger. You don't feel any, like, earthly distraction. You're just in it. And I think, like, we're not intentionally doing that when we go to church, and that's why people... Can, again, can connect and disconnect so easily. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes the preaching isn't that good. Right. I mean, sometimes sometimes the preacher is a moron. And you're just not feeling it, yeah. Right. Sometimes they preach whatever they want to preach instead of what should be preached. Sure. Or maybe, like you said earlier, someone said something wrong to that one person, and they're like, fuck that, I'm never going back to church. Exactly. Or they see that one person from church... Like out smoking weed or something like that. And they're like, wait a minute. I thought they were a Christian. They can't be doing that. Right. I mean, I'm a Christian and I don't smoke weed, but, you know, I <laughs> cuss and I drink beer and vodka and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, too, I think I've probably said this before, but. When we set church up like a business, it becomes a numbers game because you have to have people coming to keep the doors open. Yep. You know, to pay the people to have the lights on, all that stuff. And so you kind of lose sight of what it's really about after a while because it's like we need 500 people to come so that way we can hit our, hit our budget goals. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, it'd be great if we had 1,000 people coming because then we'd have a surplus. Yeah. And then, you know, we could, we could add on and we could just, you know, grow to this huge group of people. But like if you look if you look in the Bible, like the book of Acts, there was never huge groups of people. They were meeting in people's houses. Yep. You know? And that's I mean, 
not to say that what we're doing at our church is wrong by any stretch, but just like we've we've disil not disillusioned. We've jaded ourselves into believing that this is church. Yeah. That this is the way that God intended for it to be. And I don't think that a corporate meeting of thousands of people is anything more than a, you know, Chris Tomlin concert. Right. Yeah, I can agree with that. Although some churches get it right. Yeah, and that like I'm not I love going to church and seeing the people that I love and, you know, interacting with them and meeting their needs. But yeah, it's like when you can't expect me to know a thousand people. Right. That's, I can't be effective in a thousand people's life, but I can be effective in five people's life, you know? And that's, I think that's the biggest problem with the church is we get too big for our britches in that sense of like, we're not effectively meeting the needs of people. And so then they don't feel loved. I think, one reason people hate church is because they figure out the the ins and outs of what goes on behind the scenes, and it's ran too much like a business. Even yep. though church is now church is a business. Yep. And it's and hell. Maybe I will be a pastor. I ain't got to pay no damn taxes. Yeah. Are you serious? Hell yeah, I'll be a pastor. You can write off all your stuff. It's yeah. Right. Buy a new car. Write off. I mean. Well, and that's I people have a find, friend. People find out how it's ran, and they're like, "Why? Why is it being run like this? Church shouldn't be like this, right? Church shouldn't be like you said, but necessarily budgets, surplus, all that fun stuff. Well, we gotta keep, we gotta cater in Chick Fil A, or we gotta cater in Chipotle, or whatever, and we gotta get Hog Wild or some shit to come over here for a big Christmas event that we're having. It's like." And we got to have the local news sponsors to come up in here. Like, why do we need the news? Why do we need a news station to come to our church to tell everyone what we're doing? Yeah. Like, is it, is it, does the church, like, body want all this to happen? Or is, is God want this to happen? Or is it a few people that want this to happen? Yeah. Like, get away from church as a business and get back to church as loving people. Yeah. What Jesus did. I have a friend. He didn't need no damn guitar. Although it helps. But you know. I have a friend. He's like, I think he's a year older than I am. And he's in, he's had so many like managerial and executive positions that he's like walked away from. But he's like one of those people that just always finds himself being a leader. And he's told me stories about like, well, maybe back up. One of the, one of the phrases that he always told me was business is never personal. And he would tell me stories like, man, I had to fire someone today. He's like, this guy... He's got four kids, but he was he's lazy, and he just, like, he couldn't get it right. He's like, we gave him chance after chance, and he messed it up, and so I had to fire him. And now, like, you know, you do that at a church, people lose their minds because business is personal if you're in a church. Yep. And that's, that's the weird tightrope that, like, that's the weird tightrope that you have to walk as, as, like, a church leader, as a pastor, is, like, you have to appease all of your stakeholders i.e the congregation while at the same time running a business Mm -hmm. and that's i mean and that to me is kind of why i don't think church should be a business and i say that as you know someone who is a direct beneficiary of someone being salaried at the church right but well i i get it i mean i've been at a church for 15 years i haven't seen a dime yeah of course i'm you know voluntarily there but you know you should. You could write that off your taxes. Yeah, that. right. I don't know how you monetize that, but you could. 
But that's just kind of my point is like if business is never personal, you can't run your business in a way that's going to please people. But then at the same time, when your business is people, when your business is, you know, people's salvation and their their future, how do you do that? How do you do that without? I mean, you're either going to be ineffective because you're always catering to people's wishes or you're just going to piss everyone off and they're going to leave and you won't have a business. It's a weird balance. That's. It's a dangerous game. Churches. I don't know how long we've been running. But to end, talk about some man stuff. Oh, yeah. Working out, drinking beer, deadlifts. I did all three of those things in the last hour. Really? No, God. Oh. Can you imagine? Coffee, pre-workout, beer, and deadlifts. Well, your head would probably you'd probably get a massive headache just from all the caffeine. Super headache. Your your pee would smell like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Hallelujah. Yeah, you would probably pass out from doing one deadlift. Mm-hmm. But that thrust game would be good. Mm-hmm. 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 And with that, this is the Kyle and Friends podcast. We'll see you next time. Go vote. That didn't work. <laughs>